This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly. GreenLivingIdeas.com's Editor-in-Chief, and today I am very happy to have with me my good friend Michael McCutcheon, who is the president of McCutcheon Construction, which is a uh, construction and remodeling firm out of Berkeley, California, and I'm very happy to have you on the show today, Michael. I'm happy to be here, Sean. Well, you and I go back a ways, and we've done some traveling together to conferences and things like that. And um, you know, I, I know that you, you know you're one of these guys who've been in green construction, green building for quite a long time before anybody even had really even heard of it. And so, I wanted to have you on the show today just to kind of give us that 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 long term perspective and then a current perspective on where things are, and really hear about what you're up to these days with green building and. Um, you know, what, what all of this means to the average uh, homeowner out there. Well, you can see that green building and just green living is becoming a huge tidal wave of interest throughout the country and I think perhaps throughout the world. So that's pretty exciting. And, uh, yeah, it is. I've seen it grown tremendously, especially in the last decade. I go back long enough, I remember the the solar homes, you know, of the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> the but old school the, solar homes. Yeah, the cool solar homes, which overheated everybody's house. But then we <laughs> learned a lot. And it, it kind of, it, for, there was a period there in the 80s and 90s where green building wasn't called that, but it was sort of this fringe, sustainable, I don't know what we called it, but it was... Hippies out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, right, rammed earth. You know, right, you had right. to be doing something weird to be an environmental guy. Yeah, and maybe a few people put up photovoltaic. And then in the last ten years, even before Al Gore and all that, it's you know an inconvenient truth brought it up to everyone's attention in the last couple of years. But before that, even about ten years ago, we started to hear a lot more about it. And I got involved through the the waste. Stream people, you know, a huge percentage of the waste stream comes off construction. So they were they had a mandate in in this state of California to reduce the waste stream. So they started working with contractors like me on advisory boards to figure out how to get us to recycle. So I was involved in that, and then eventually, you know, through beating those people, it became a, sort of a association really called Build It Green. That all evolved out of those early days. Build It Green, I'm now on the board of Build It Green, is statewide now, and it's helping formulate the uh, standards for what green building means and uh, Greenpoint's rated program to be able to have a consumer know is this home green or not, and how green is it? Yeah, well, that's really, that's one of the big questions is, because this is, I mean, I'm, I'm not to say that I long for federal regulation in any mm-hmm. industry, but, you know, there is that issue of this is a really self, largely self-regulated industry. Mm-hmm. And so how do we determine what's green and what's not, and, you know, what has depth to it? Um, I know there's LEED out there, L-E-E-D, right. and then what, what are some of the other standards, and, you know, what are you using in your own work? 
Well, LEED comes from USGBC, United States Green Building Council, which is one of the very early and important green building groups, but has always been more emphasis on commercial work. And uh, LEED has a series of ratings, uh, you know, silver, gold, platinum, blah, blah, blah. If, If you have a super green building with photovoltaic and all kinds of incredible recycled stuff, and careful site work, etc. You can go through a laborious and expensive multi-thousands of dollars of evaluation. You can see why this won't work for homes. Mm -hmm. An expensive evaluation, Mm -hmm. but in a multi-million dollar commercial setting, if you're building a hundred million or two hundred million dollar building, LEED makes a lot of sense. I see. They're trying to do LEED for residential. It's literally called LEED residential. But the problem is, is it scalable? It's kind of uh, bureaucratic, uh, stuff like that. I don't know a huge amount about it, but I know people who are working on it. So what the group I'm more familiar with is called Build It Green. And in California, the goal there is to try to come up with a, if you will, a lead residential that's much simpler and lower cost. So for five or $600, something like that, you could have a home rated. And that program is called Green Points Rated. That's the thing that I think is going to probably be adopted um, by most of the cities and perhaps the state of California. I'm not in on all the details of those negotiations, but I can tell you that's what I hear. Okay, and it's just out of curiosity, is that is that would you be able to find that on the builditgreen.com website? Is you can, the- yeah, you can go to Build It Green on the on the web, and you will be able to get actually. Greenpoint's rated uh, Excel spreadsheet that oh. you know that would enable you to see how green your project is or right. your, even your home because right. it rates things for say high efficiency plumbing fixtures to site work to are you using low water requiring landscaping how about low or no VOC paint. you know less off gassing paint etc mm-hmm. etc et mm-hmm. lists all the things they also there build a green you can get wonderful. Uh, online resource help, and you can get, uh, you know, uh, kind of technical guides, if you will, to green building. It's an excellent place to go. Hmm. Okay, great. Well, that's a good resource for our listeners. So tell me about some of the cooler projects that you've done in the past or maybe even are currently doing right now and what some of the features are that, that both that people are coming to you to say, hey, Michael, can you do this for us, or that you're suggesting to the average uh, you know, new home construction uh, project or to a, to a remodel project. Well, we're, we've been fortunate over the last, really, many years to have gotten involved in a number of green projects, and some of them for people who I would call them, you know, uh, patrons of, the, of green building. In other words, they have more means than the rest of us, so they can afford to do maybe a, a nicer, more complete job than others and have encouraged us to experiment a little bit. So it would be, uh, in, in those days, it, it started with things like what's called high-volume fly ash concrete. You know, the Portland cement that we put in concrete to make it hard is is much like aluminum. It's an extremely energy-intensive product. About 10% of the world's energy it goes into just making Portland cement. Isn't that unbelievable? Oh, wow. You can, you can greatly reduce the amount of Portland cement required when you make good concrete by using a recycled product that's a byproduct of coal combustion. We, build, we have coal, lots of it in the U.S. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not carbon neutral, but, mm-hmm. but, right. but as long we, as you're already burning it. Yeah, well, as long as you're burning, you might as well take the ash and 
put it into concrete, reduce the amount of energy required, so recycled material, it actually makes stronger concrete. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so once again, this is form and function together, which is, again, a recurring, I think, every episode we've done, the last six episodes, there's, there's the convenience benefits along with the uh, environmental benefits. Yeah, and the only downside to it, it doesn't set up as fast. So if you're in a big, gigantic hurry, like <laughs> so many commercial buildings, and you're trying to do these lifted floors, you know, that they stack up and they want to pour it and then lift it just a few hours later, uh-huh. won't work well for that. But, but for most other non-emergency applications where you can afford to let the concrete set up for a few days before you build the house on it. That sounds reasonable. Good, good practice anyway. <laughs> it's better concrete. It's stronger, more resistant to cracking. Um, uh, it also is less permeable to water. So it has lots of benefits. That's one thing we've started with, high-volume fly ash concrete. Another thing that we've tried to do as much as possible is is using certified wood in the framing and in the finish. What's certified wood? Certified wood is wood that's harvested sustainably. So the forests themselves are managed in such a way that they're going to be preserved for generations to come and not just raped for the benefit of this generation like we've been doing. Right. So the particular certification I would recommend the listeners be aware of is what's called FSC, Forest Stewardship Council. But FSC, that's the one you want. Forget SFI, it's better than nothing, but that's an industry kind of greenwashing lookalike. Ah, okay. You want FSC wood. Now, you have a couple things like that. What else can you do? Well, really simple things are use low or no VOC paint. A volatile organic compound. It's great stuff. We recently, oh, a couple of years ago, we were painting some stuff in our office. And I came in one day, and the painter, in spite of our requirements, had used regular paint. Hmm. It just about gasses you out of an office or a home, as yeah. you probably know, yeah. to have regular paint in there. We, we didn't go home, but we probably should have, and our eyes were tearing up. So we got the guy on board, and he used no VOC paint. It's amazing stuff. That guy could be painting it right in the room. You don't even smell it. Yeah, that's a really. So I haven't had that. I haven't had the direct experience yet with it being, you know, in the room. So, so it's even noticeable at that level. The fume, the fumes, and everything. Are, oh, uh, you know, it's it's incredibly noticeable. Now, people will tell you it won't work, Sean. That's what they're going to tell you. A lot of people are ignorant. They're going to say that lap I'm being doesn't work. All right, left over from twenty years ago. Or years ago, but now it works perfectly. I'm looking at a wall in my office right this second. We painted black over white, and that's if you know anything about paint, you know that's <laughs> a do. difficult coverage, right? Yeah. Two coats, it did it perfectly. Wow. So it is good paint, and that's what we try to use on all of our jobs. We we try to recycle and reuse stuff everywhere. We try to we're remodelers as well as new home builders. So remodeling is recycling a building, right? Right. And we try to build convince customers to build small and smart rather than just big old rambling homes. Let's recycle the stuff on the job, the paper, the glass, the plastic, and cardboard. Hey, here's another one. Not just on the job site for us contractors. How about in our office? Are we recycling the glass and the paper? So we had to go to some trouble. Are we, are we all, you know, uh, high-output, uh, high-efficiency lighting? So we went to fluorescent lighting, for example. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. Another simple thing that everybody could do, really, is use uh, more non-toxic materials in the house solid flooring instead of carpeting. You know, here's an interesting little statistic I learned in green building classes. 
you know that when they when the engineers calculate the weight in tall buildings, when they have to know the, all the weight of, of the furnishings, and uh-huh. stuff, they actually calculate that carpet might pick up four to five times its initial weight because of all the guck that gets in it. <laughs> this is why I will never have a carpet in my home. I rip them out immediately whenever I come into a house. And that's carpet. smart because yeah. that solid flooring, whether it's hardwood or uh, you know cork, or it could be any kind of solid. We used. Uh, concrete actually troweled concrete is a finished floor in our office I took out all the carpet we had in and we just had the concrete ground down smooth easy to do and then it's a no maintenance finish and you know those roll around chairs your Aeron or whatever uh, rolls around perfectly I, I'm rolling around on an Aeron chair on a concrete floor right now and it's terrific and it's great and you know what I have the best space in the house because my office is cool in the summer and it's oh, the warmest in the winter and it just it just stays even all the time and never spikes in any direction it's, it's just so, great so concrete is a material use high volume fly ash concrete for your floors fantastic so there's many, not just the beginning, but there's many different things we do. As far as projects go, I think a couple of exciting ones that we've done are, are historic renovations, actually. Taking an older home, and here in Berkeley, we've got buildings that are over 100 years old. Uh, those vintages are Victorian buildings, you know, homes. Mm-hmm. And restoring them, but doing them green so that you, you salvage what you can of the old stuff. Whoever said that an old piece of trim with a couple of dings in it can't be salvaged and reused just because it doesn't look like a piece of plastic? Sure. Wood doesn't have to look like plastic. And, you know, I'm now 55 years old. I got a few dents and dings in me. <laughs> you know, Sean, I'm We're quite not. beautiful. So, <laughs> you know, we have this Hollywood ideal that all the women have to be 22-year-old, blonde, buxom gals. But, you know, those of us who are a little bit older know that, oh. hey, there's a lot of beauty yeah, you know, look at Meryl Streep. Yeah. If you want to see a beautiful woman, I would just say there, there's a yeah. beautiful woman or an unusual face. Look at Angelica Houston. She doesn't <laughs> look like your normal person, but it's quite beautiful. Yeah. Like no, I, that. I, I definitely, and that's not just to support our position as, you know, as getting older guys. I mean, I think it's totally true. And, you know, there's a whole, I think there's a whole movement in this direction, uh, which is like steampunking. You've heard of steampunk? I haven't, no. Oh, steampunking is taking old things and updating them with new innards and, huh. and fusing the two. And so actually there's a lot of support in this direction for us, Michael, so it bodes well. And that's a, a part of recycling. You know, let's don't throw the stuff away. Let's, let's honor. So part of what I'm pushing in the green building movement that's not as conventional, I'm trying to tell people green is not just about products. You know, I gave you several examples of types of products. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I like Trex decking, don't get me wrong, or, or whatever it is, uh, non-formaldehyde materials and all that. That's fine. But green really starts between your ears. It starts with thinking carefully about what you're doing and why. Am I building something that's sensible, not just for me, but for the next generation? Am I conserving the resources properly? Am I building something that's durable? That's really, and those things are not flashy. Right. It's not, it's not as sexy, but it's, it's at least as important. You know, yeah. are you building, I mean, and you make some great points. It's like if you can live in a 2,500-square-foot 20, home, why would you build a 5,000-square-foot home just because you can? I mean, that's kind of, you know, that, that's wasteful from the get-go to then to make that. So it's about sort of living efficiently and, may, and designing You know, Sean, maybe the guy really wants or needs 5,000 feet, and maybe it's just for his ego. I don't yes, have a problem with it. that. I, just one of my clients who's actually, I think, an extremely green innovator, guy. He happens to be a guy who likes really fast cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are like that. I share that. I mean, I, I drive my Prius. You know, you were talking about how do you green your company. 
what do you do? One of the things you do as an owner is you drive something like a Prius because it sends a signal. You know, or, or, a Tesla, or a Tesla. He's one of those guys who put the hundred grand down to get a Tesla. Uh-huh. I was over there, we're doing a job for him right now, and and he got rid of his BMW M five, you know, the five hundred horsepower V eight BMW. Right. And now he's got what a Lexus model called the GS four fifty H, I think. Yep. It's a hybrid high speed model. And he said, you know, it's it's really just about the same fast speed as a fast ultra high end BMW. But he said, on the other one, I was getting 14 miles a gallon. Now I could get 21. Yeah. And we kind of laughed about it because he's not getting 50 like me. But he's improved it 50%. Yeah. So if each one of us, even if we have to have a 5,000-square-foot house, if we had one with photovoltaic that used half the energy or even 10% less, why not? Why not each one of us incrementally just improve a little bit? So that's my, my thing. Well, that's what we're all about on this website is you know taking little steps every day every you know every step that that you can and and you know people i think you know watch the movies and watch tv and are, luckily we're getting a lot of exposure but they're sometimes confused as to what exactly what specific steps they can take and that's why we really wanted to have you you're a veritable veritable treasure trove of information on uh, green building stuff so and then other things i mean i know you're really into this on a personal level too so this is a uh, this is great information i've been taking frivolous notes which i realize is frivolous in itself because i can always listen to this later but i'm <laughs> I'm always so fascinated by by everything you're saying. So, and I, I learned about the high volume fly ash concrete. Did not know. I wish I knew about that when I laid my last concrete foundation. Um, so, and you know, it's interesting. Just as a cross reference to our audience, we did have a conversation about VOC paints with Sherwin Williams back uh-huh. uh, a week or two ago. So that's on the website if anybody's interested in, in more. Information yeah, that's a good that. one. I recommend you listen to it. Uh, one note I want to slip in here is that you were asking me, how do you know if if uh, if the product is green, go to the Build a Green website. They've got a very good source there that can that can give you information. Uh, there's there's many other things on the web. Uh, you know, you've got Green Living Ideas. You got BuilderCommunity.com. You got BuildAGreen.com. You can get ideas on all of those places. As far as people, though, so that's how you find out about products. People, check out the certified green building professionals listed on the Builder Green website. That's for all you people in California, anyway. Okay. So if you, if you have somebody who is really sincere, they've, they've become certified green building professionals. Companies like mine, I have about 30 employees, about half of mine have gone through those classes. So that's a sign that we're a serious company. That's great. Now, are there programs like that for certification outside of California? Do you know there are. Uh, NARI is starting, a, you know, National Association of the Remodeling Industry, NARI, which is probably NARI.org. That's right. They're starting a, a green building training program. NAHB, National Association of Home Builders, has also got some green classes, not certification. Through USGBC, you can become LEED certified. And even though that's commercial oriented, if you could become LEED certified, uh, you'll learn a lot about green, and then there's a million smaller other examples. Right, so you could apply that that information to residential buildings. That's right. If you're in Ohio scale. or whatever, do yeah. something like that. Good. Well, okay. For for everybody out there, certainly uh, look for look for certified green builders because they're the people that aren't just putting out a shingle. They've they've actually spent the time and effort to uh, get trained. And now we've got. Uh, Continuing education, by the way, so that's something we innovated here locally so that anybody who wants to maintain their green certification never has to be renewed every two years and has to prove a certain amount of classes that they've taken in the interim. So that's not good. You know, it makes the people stay up to date. That's right. Absolutely. 
Well, Michael, always a pleasure. You'll have to come back again so we can continue this conversation because I get great information every time I talk to you. And uh, Michael McCutcheon has been my guest today. He is the president of McCutcheon Construction, www.mcbuild.com, M-C-B-U-I-L-D.com. And uh, I know that you also write for magazines like Journal of Light Construction and other places, as well as you're a contributing editor for us on the builder community side. And hope to get uh, some of your words penned down on uh, greenlivingideas.com. You've got a lot of great things to say to people. So we appreciate you uh, taking the time. My pleasure, Sean. Thank you. All right, Michael. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.